Actually, it takes place on Christmas Eve, which is considered to be the night for miracles and lost causes. Another episode of Strong Municipal Library's podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about the books we'd like to recommend. And Lou is rejoining the show. We're very excited to have her. She has a tendency to pick books that have a lot of buzz behind them, and this time is no exception. She's going to be talking about J.K. Rowling's latest book, The Christmas Pig. So how about you tell us a bit about it? Well, the, the thing I want to say most is that it's a beautiful story about a boy named Jack who loves fiercely is courageous, and is genuinely good. Despite many obstacles in his life and journey to save his best friend, he remains resilient and hopeful, very much like Harry Potter. I was wondering if there were some comparisons there. Yes, yes. The book itself is very different from Harry Potter, um, and I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I've read all the books two times and seen all the movies more than one time, too. have great respect for J.K. Rowling. As a matter of fact, I feel a little intimidated even trying to talk about something <laughs> that she wrote because she she is so good. And this one's very, very different. Um, the thing I notice most, I had a little trouble getting into it because the first few chapters are what we call tell, not show, mm. because good good writers, you know, Need, tend to show you. But if she had showed so much of the preliminary stuff, the book would have been way, way too long. So I okay. understand why she did that. And But it was really important after I got through the whole book to go back and read those beginning chapters to see how much they connected to the whole story. Because she's always been, as a writer, very intentional about what she puts into her stories. Yes. So that yes. is an interesting critique. Yeah. So it was exposition, I'm guessing, to kind of set up what was going to happen in the story. Yeah. She tends to write things, at least that I've read for children, that feel very much like a like fairy tale or a folk tale. Did it have that kind of feeling in this book as well? Well, actually, it takes place on Christmas Eve, which is considered to be the night for miracles and lost causes. Okay. <laughs> There's actually, uh, actually a chapter with that name. Okay. So if you want to know a little bit about the story, Jack has this stuffed pig, and she talks in there about his trotters which must be an English term because she's actually talking about his legs, but his trotters wave and do all kinds of different things. And he loves this, this had it from the time he's a baby, and it got him through some really rough times. His parents divorced. He had to, to leave the school that he loved and move to a new location. And throughout all of that, he felt like Der Pig was what he was called. Aww. was the the most important thing because he understood all of the feelings that Jack was going through. You can't put a value on something like that that means so much to a child. But <laughs> I know I was waiting. <laughs> his parents get a divorce and his uh, mother remarries several years later. So all of that backstory 
comes there. But at the time this story begins, he's eight years old, and he still loves Der Pig. His stepsister is five years older than he is, and she makes fun of him for, you know, always wanting Aww. to have that pig with him. And she's upset because her mother had insisted that she do gymnastics, and she doesn't like gymnastics. She wants to be a musician and play the guitar and things like that, which her dad understands. And so when she comes every other week to visit her dad, she's pretty happy, but she's gone through the same thing, a divorce and parents separating and a new family. And uh, so... Does she kind of take it out on Jack a little bit, that she, Absolutely. The Christmas tree fell over, and the um, the dog ate the little angel that they keep on top of the tree, which Jack had made when he was younger. It was made out of a toilet paper roll. You've seen those <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And so the dog ate that, and, of course, that upset him. And then they went to the store to buy a new angel, and the girl got to pick it out, and it was, you know, frou-frou. Mm-hmm. <laughs> too much for him and then on the way back he was holding his pig and all of a sudden she starts you know making fun of him again and then she grabs the pig and throws it out the window oh no as they're going down the motorway as it's called in the in the book and that's just like the icing on the cake you know he he really loses it then yeah and wants to go back and find it and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff so we're talking about the night of miracles and lost causes yes. i i am i'm sensing maybe that there is a journey to find the christmas pig exactly uh, he goes to bed early that night because he's so angry at everything that's mm-hmm. happened and he's he's been rude to his grandparents and and just you know is just completely in a funk oh i forgot to tell you they they go out while he's so upset and buy another pig that's very similar to the one that he lost. Mm -hmm. But it's not Dirt Pig. And that's the one that becomes Christmas Pig. Oh, okay. And so he hears voices and realizes that Christmas Pig is talking to the toy car that was his father's that he inherited and then other things in the room have become enlivened, which Mm -hmm. they only do on that magical night of Christmas Eve and they're talking about how well they could save him but they don't know whether he's up for the journey or anything and so he hears all that and everything in the room is animated you know the the rug has eyes and (laughs) (laughs) everything's watching him and it's just Mm -hmm. only J.K. Rowling could come up with such imaginative ideas I mean it just is really cool but what they decide to do is go to the land of the lost and they, he's willing to do anything to get their pig back, you know, no, yeah. no matter what. And so they take off and go on a journey. And where they land, the land of the lost, has different parts. You start out in mislaid and then, <laughs> then move to disposable. Oh. And then bother, it's gone, which I think only the English would say that Yes, that, that does sound extremely <laughs> <Yes>. British. <laughs> then the wastes of the unlamented. And the city of the mist, the island of the beloved. But over all of this, the loser is the one that, that's in charge. And I want to describe the loser if the it's loser. okay. The <laughs> loser. Yes. And this is when they're telling Jack about what he's, he's going to encounter. The loser, the car repeated, he rules the land of the lost. He's the reason things fall out of pockets when you thought they were secure. He's the one who befuddles your mind so that you forget where you last put your pen. The loser would like to suck every single thing that belongs to humans and down into his kingdom forever. He hates the living, and he hates their things, which he tortures and eats. 
Wow. It's very aggressive for a children's book. I know it's like inanimate objects, but... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of kids, and, they, you know, I always read uh, reviews on Amazon mm-hmm. for any any book that before I read it to see what the response is. And a lot of people were saying, I'm going to send this book back. You know, it's just too depressing for kids. But life is depressing. You know, if you don't yeah. see how yeah. things how you work against the things that depress you, Mm -hmm. then you've lost an important... And honestly, a lot of the Toy Story movies were pretty depressing, and some of the themes remind me of what's covered. Yeah, so so many of the Disney things, you know, and fairy tales, parts of them are dark. And things like this give children a way to experience that in a safe environment, you know? They can experience being upset over something be lost, and like traumatic things happening, but in a way where they know they can close the book and then like it's okay. It's and then go hug their favorite stuffed animal. Exactly. Well, <laughs> and and most children's books have a moral and a happy ending. Mm-hmm. You know that's not true of everything, but yeah, you know that which gives you hope. Mm-hmm. You know. So, do the other toys assist him in the land of the lost? Actually, just uh, just Christmas, Christmas pig, pig? Okay. goes with him. Yeah. So how about you tell us about Christmas Pig's personality? <laughs> Why is Christmas well, Pig he's, getting his Well, he's pretty resentful to start out because when uh, Jack first gets him, he tries to tear his head off because it's not Der Pig. You oh, know? my goodness. He's so resentful and he was angry. and But Christmas Pig really wants to help him out. And he tells him that Der Pig is his, his brother. <laughs> and, you know, I guess yeah. trying to soften him up or whatever. He's he's very cooperative all the way and leads him through it. One of the things that I loved it personally is in the different chapters that I talked about are the parts of the story. It starts out by you just they just lost things like pens or diaries or, you know, common things, cameras. Uh, but then a lot of things that that walk around like uh, rulers and stuff, and they all they're all animated, and so they talk and they have hats and <laughs> and things like that. But there was one spot where he ran into a poem that had been lost, oh. and the poem only speaks in rhyme. And one of the the ones that uh, I thought was really cute, who made this tunnel poem? This is how they got into the land of the lost. Asked the Christmas pig. A solid silver spoon or so, things say, said Poem. It happened long ago before my day. He thought it quite beneath him, this small town, and so by night he dug and dug straight down. The warnings of his friends that fool dismissed, his only goal, the city of the mist. He never understood it's not your cost that matters in the kingdom of the lost, but whether you once touched a human heart and how it hurt them when you had to part. Oh, wow. So there are so many sections of that book that just touch your heart. One of the things that was lost in one of the stories was ambition. Mm. And she says, um, my mistress and I achieved great things together. She's a politician, or rather she was. She suffered a small setback, lost a trifling vote, but that oughtn't to have mattered, said ambition coming to a sudden halt, so that Jack nearly walked into her. Her eyes emitted sparks, and for a moment Jack found her rather frightening. We could have recovered from the setback and climbed together to even greater heights, but no, she lost me, the weak-willed fool, shouted Ambition, shaking her fist at the finding hole in the ceiling. 
Interesting. <laughs> so do the different items or things that have been misplaced, are they sad to be there or do they feel like they've lost their people? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, they're sad and resentful. And another thing is that the very first place they go to is where the immaterial objects, you know, that you don't think about losing. Yeah. And as they progress, it's something else. Towards the end, they've lost talent, hope, and all those things that we all have that sometimes, you know, we, we lose our ways and think, I'm not ever going to get that back. <laughs> and then, you know, we have to get through it. So, so I think you've read some of her other works post Harry Potter, right? Yes. How do you think this stacks up? Well, I think it's it's interesting. Um, I think it was probably more important to her in a way because back in the acknowledgments page, mm-hmm. she says, um, The Christmas pig, which has been years in the writing, lies very close to my heart. Setting it free at last has been a joyful and cathartic experience. The Christmas pig was truly alivened back when five Murrays were sitting on a sandy beach, and I explained the land of the lost to you. Your enthusiasm, interest, and logic questions kept me writing. All that remains to say is that any resemblance between the things in these pages that the things our family may have lost or found is, of course, entirely intentional. So, yeah, I think I think it was something that she had thought about for a really long time. Do you think it would make a good Christmas gift? Oh, I do. But it's recommended for eight and up, and I absolutely agree with that. You know, if you're going to sit down and read it to a six-year-old, I don't think they would understand much of it. And even eight years old would have a little trouble. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I work with eight to 12s, and I think all of them would, especially if it was discussed. I think several people mentioned that they wanted to use it as a a yearly event to read together as a family. Oh, that's Mm -hmm. beautiful. And I think that. That would be an excellent way to yeah. do it. Is there anything else that stood out to you in the well, book? Well, we want have to... four copies of it, and I, right now there's only one checked out. So I, I hope that other people <laughs> decide to. Come I don't and pick remember it up. seeing very much buzz about this. But I then didn't again, know you were... that there was a new book for children by her at all. Uh, um, you said she also published one for free during the pandemic. She did. I don't remember the name of it. It was a one-word title, I think, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, I think hmm. you have to be in the Harry Potter world. To... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I remember hearing a lot about her, a series for adults, but, and I know she's done a lot for children's books as well, post Harry Potter. But yeah, it just feels like I don't, I don't hear about them, which is weird because I feel like I'm a well, librarian. Really, like the should. only reason I found it is I went back to the new bookshelf, which I do once a week. And you were like, oh, hey. Oh, wow. <laughs> I went, wow. You know, Look she's at written that. a new book. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah. Well, hopefully it gains more traction as we get closer to the Christmas season. Yeah. I hope so. It's the perfect time of year for it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for bringing us a prized children's book. I think a lot of times people forget to look there for their next read. So hopefully this will inspire some interest. Right. And stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye. Bye.